Hey, this is Mohani Love from Let's Talk About It. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Welcome to Mohani Loves Podcast. Let's talk. We have J.W. Spillers. He's an author. Jay's the author of Meditation for Everyone to quickly have a more peaceful, mindful, and fulfilled life. Jay practiced meditation for over 15 years, studied different meditation techniques for over 15 years, practiced law in the state of Utah for over seven years before moving to Montana. So Jay, let's talk about it. You're, you're kind of low, the volume. Well, it's on my end, it's just low. So maybe it wouldn't be that bad for the show. So let's talk about it. Um, let's talk about what are the key elements of a meditation, of meditation, a meditation practice? Did you create that yourself? Yeah, I did. And I'm writing from my own personal experience about meditation. And I've studied different things about how to meditate and different schools of thought. And, um, you know, some people meditate for relaxation. Some people do monster meditation. But we focus on things like grass. There's uh, loving kindness meditation. Are you there? I, oh, okay. yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, so there's yes. all different kinds of meditation. I have kind of an eclectic approach to meditation um, where I try to incorporate different things, you know, so I don't just solely do breath or um, solely do a concept or something like that in my meditation. I try to keep it um, where there's a lot of different things you could do. Really? So 
when is the best time to meditate? Like, is there a best time, like, where your body may be more receptive and to receive, like, your mind, body, and soul? I think that there's um, different times that people may find well, it's not like we could be saying you have to do a morning one or an evening. Um, I, for me, I personally love an afternoon meditation because it's just like your energies are kind of dropping and the meditation seems to be a real picking up in the afternoon for me. And I, I realize that that may be difficult for people to schedule. Um, but if you have uh, different times that you can try it, it may be something to sort of experiment with, like um, try a morning one if you can, try an afternoon, try an evening and see which one works best for you. And I don't think the, there's a one-size-fits-all answer. I know a lot of people be like, well, meditation first thing in the morning. You know, some people just aren't morning people, whereas other people that would work fantastic for but for me personally, I, I really enjoy an afternoon meditation. An afternoon meditation. Hmm. Well, I have used guided meditation. And is guided meditation conducive to, like, getting the full meditation? Like, I usually just pick one with a calm voice, a female or a male. And also... Is it important the kind of guided meditation you use? You have to be careful with the kind? Or does it matter? Well, yeah, and I talk about in my book, guided meditation versus sort of self-directed when you guide yourself. And that's what I'm doing because I'm doing a community class. I do like a five or ten minute meditation at the end. I think guided meditations are good in the sense that um, you know, if you're really stressed out and, you know, you can just sort of let someone else guide you. It's sort of like someone holding your hand if you're really stressed out or having a, a bad day. Sometimes those are wonderful. And I still use them from time to time. Um, I, I think ultimately you, you would like to come to a place where you just guide yourself in the meditation. You're not dependent uh, solely on a guided meditation. I think guided meditations can also be helpful because they give you kind of a direction, like, you know, they give you ideas that you're meditating I would, I would go and some of the, say some of the same things or do some of the same things, so maybe I would go a little bit different over here or stand out on maybe what they talked about. So it can be sort of um, a, a, a help to Oh. 
And what's the best music? Is is it music like tropical music, Indian music? Um, I just use uh, basic meditation techniques. But there's one piece of music called Macroni. Um, one says that there's studies that say if you listen to a great tenor, it can reduce death by sixty-five percent. That's just listening to it. Obviously, if you were to take that piece of music and then meditate to it, you know, you close your eyes and you can express an affirmation, possibly some visualization. And you can go longer than eight minutes. You could maybe even get more meditation. That's a good piece to start with. But I've used that for meditation um, for many years, and I don't exclusively use that piece, but I go back to it. Other forms of um, meditation music that are just basically uh, sometimes what they call new age music is good. I'll use some of that. I have uh, stuff that I recommend in my book that that I post sometimes to you know give people a start. But yeah, I mean any kind of meditation I think is pretty good. I I try to avoid things that were like really um, fast-paced and really loud, because it can be kind of distracting for me. I just look for like a calm, Do you suggest meditation for kids? Like, should should parents start their kids with meditating at a very young age to help them through life with with you know? With guidance, being calm, finding their zen early, so they grow into that kind of adult. Yeah, and I've I've heard um, different uh, recommendations that you can start it as young as five. And obviously, I have like a seven-year-old son. Um, obviously, their attention span for um, so you know maybe they're not going to do a thirty-minute. You know, they might have a five minute one, and sometimes I've heard it recommended like uh, maybe they stand and go to they just sit in a regular chair or something like that. My son has actually done it laying down, like sometimes when they have to take a nap, I'll say, Well, let's do a meditation first to relax the body. And then go mm-hmm. so, wow, what do you go ahead? No, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say I've kind of introduced them to concepts of meditation. I started meditating every day, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I sort of introduced them to them, started on slow with them. Do you think you know how they have kids? So many kids diagnosed with attention deficit. Like within the schools, or kids can't sit still. Do you think that would be great? Like maybe I'm just thinking that way. Like maybe parents should opt in for meditation first before they put their kids on med- medication. <laughs> meditation, medication. <laughs> you know it rhymes. That's why like meditation is the best medication. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, in in the first chapter of my book, I talk about venom. People who have ADHD 
Now that book you wrote, um, because I, I have to, I would love to talk about the other book, Heaven's Truth. So the book that you wrote about the meditation, what's the name of it? It's called Meditation for Everyone. How to quickly have a more peaceful, mindful, and fulfilled life. Right, and it's on Amazon. Right. Okay. Now, um. Jay also have written a book called Heaven's Truth, the parallels between the Bible and the near-death experience. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Jay studied the near-death experience for 23 years, studied the Bible for over 30 years, practiced law in the state of Utah for over seven years before moving to Montana. So, Jay, are there actual near-death experiences recorded in the Bible? Yeah, I, I get into this. Um, one, I say that the resurrection of Jesus himself is a type of near-death experience in the sense that he actually died. He was constantly working on the other side, and then he, he uh, was resurrected. Obviously, from a Christian perspective, it's an extraordinary one because he believed that he died rose again he never died again but when he died he talked about like told the thief on the cross today you will be with me in paradise and other scriptures talk about him descending into Hades and like I think first Timothy he talks about how he went and preached to the disobedient spirits in Noah's day and you know essentially brought him out so he was active and he told the disciples, I go to prepare a place for you so that mm. where I am, you may be also. So he was active and constant during the time that he was dead and in the grave. And then he came back to life. That's the first one. And then the, the other one was the Apostle Paul. Um, the Apostle Paul, he believed was stoned in Lystra, and that may have caused his near death experience because. It says that they took him for dead and they dragged him out of the city. That spells, he talks about, I knew a man, whether in the hospital, he was taken to the church, he was with food herds and other big birds, and he was taken to bed. 
thinking about obviously this word he died in the spirit of his conversion he saw Christ shining as a bright noonday sun and he he heard Christ's voice and he gave him a mission and he Can I ask you a question about today? Like today, what's going on in the world? You know, um, we're so divided as a world, um, you know, especially with the pandemic. Nobody wants to be next to each other. If you got the jab, you can't come near this person who don't have it. It's so many rules that were put in place and it's just not Jesus-like. Why do you think the world have seemed like they've forgotten about Jesus. Why do you think that is? Um, why they forgot about Jesus? Yes. What I mean by that is it's so many people walking around angry. It's so much hate in the world. Right now, I'm talking about today, like now. It, you, in church, look at how you have to be separated in church. If you don't have the jab, then how could you sit next to a person who doesn't? And now I'm in New York, you understand? So I don't know if the if it's different in Montana. But yeah. what do you think could help the people come back to their belief, to believing in Jesus? And maybe if everybody can believe in him, we can get past this hard times, these hard times. I think that... have a lot of this darkness in the world that is going to be sort of used uh, to wake people up, that a lot, but when the light shines, the darkness will uh, dissipate. But I think some of the darkness in the world may be part of what brings us back to the light, and the, there is sort of light growing underneath all of this, and sometimes we have to go through dark times. I think so much of the world is lost focus. They're looking for direction. They're looking for meaning and purpose. 
kind of what I'm trying to do with everything that I do, whether it's with the meditation or with explaining people to like what the near-death experience from the scriptures can teach. So I'm trying to point them back to the light, point them back to Christ, and uh-huh. point them something that will give them meaning and purpose because people just have lost direction and they've lost focus and they don't have meaning and purpose in their lives and they're trying to fill it with things that won't give them a genuine meaning and purpose and I think maybe that's part of it yes it's like love um bringing back the love uh I I believe that eventually everything will come back together if we all just focused on, like you said, meditation. I have a, wait, I do have a question about meditation. Back to meditation is, um, is it possible? Because I've heard people say this, like you can meditate and you could put your mind in another dimension or stuff like that. Is that true? Do you believe that? Yeah, I've heard of transformative experiences or they've had MDD life experiences or they've had encounters with, with um, the light or with God and different angels and things like that. I've heard of um, like some of that that even like certain food meditations can, can sort of create a, a meditation that's comparable to MDD. Um, I had experiences where I feel the presence of God and I feel the presence of the light as I meditate and it has transformed me. I don't think I've had anything as profound as like what I read in the near-death experience myself. Mm. I think it might be possible to do that. And a lot of people that have had near-death experiences who start meditating to sort of go back in the light like they had during their and some of them will say, I don't quite get what I did, what I got when I had my MDD, but I still feel close to the light when I meditate. So meditation helps to sort of take us in the direction of going in the light, much like an MDD. Hmm, that's interesting. You know, to hear from someone who, you know, you have so many... That's a lot of years. What was it? What made you get into it? Like, what was your, when did you birth that experience? Like, this is what I want to do. Was it an experience that you had in life that made you say, well, I'm going to medi- meditate or you just made a decision one day? Well, I think I just started in 2005, probably for more basic things like relaxation and more peace of mind. I had experiences like um, where I didn't go through thousands of sessions from 2006 to 2008, and I found that meditation would help relieve it because, um, you know, meditation has sort of a twofold thing. It's sort of like if you feel depressed or stressed, you can go meditate and get some relief, kind of like taking an aspirin for a headache. But then as you start to consistently meditate over time, it sort of has a preemptive effect have depression it's not as severe so it has a both in terms of relief in the moment and then also helping 
started uh, to work with meditation over the years, and I used to do things like self-discovery and self-awareness, understanding your feelings better, um, you can get clarity on issues. I think that um, the deeper part within you, or if you believe in God, I think Hmm. Well, guys, you hear that? We should definitely start meditating. I used to meditate a lot. I used to do guided meditation, and you know, I think meditation goes hand in hand with prayer. Like you should pray every day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you should add meditation to it. What do you think about that? Wow. So I've incorporated it into my spiritual life. Because you're very calm. <laughs> the time we spent where I had to call you, you're so calm and laid back. And I do notice that that's one of the benefits I notice with people who do meditate. They are so calm. And I, I, I won't. I'm always He's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, and I think, um, like with meditation, even if a person wasn't religious or spiritual, you can still get benefits from it. You can get relaxation and release and things like depression. It can help um, very various in your life. Because I kind of designed the book like it's not. No, I said nice. Good. Yeah, oh, but I did use the fruits of the Holy Spirit as sort of a template. And I think it's something that people from other religions are very religious and say, oh, well, yeah, those are just Some people like candles. Um, any is it is it? So when you meditate, they usually say you sit up. You can lay down, but what's the? Is there a best position for it, or it doesn't matter? Is it a mindset only? I think it's it's a 
it is a mindset and it's what you're more comfortable with. I, I meditated a long time and I like an easy chair. And I've also laid down on the bed and meditated. Um, me personally, I've never done the kind of meditation you use, like sit on Nice. Well, we're winding down now. So share your information, like all the platforms you're on, your books, so the audience can pick your book up. They can be able to contact you. Do you have any, um, you know, questions or need help with anything? Yeah, um, I have both my books. My Um, so guys, I'm working on, um, a new website that will have all of my guests on it. Um, I will talk about it on uh, another podcast once it's all together. Thank you, Jay Spillers. His name is J-I-W, middle initial Spillers, S-P-I-L-L-E-R-S. Thank you so much for being my guest on my show. Oh, thank you. So, guys, thank you for listening to Mohani Loves Podcast. Let's talk about it. And never forget, I love you.